What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. You ready for the weekend? Hell yeah. It's a special weekend. Why is it a special weekend? I don't want to say. I'd say it. Why do I have to? I don't you have to it. accept it and say it. It's my birthday weekend. Hell fuck yes. <laughs> what do we got planned? You know me, man. I don't celebrate my birthday like that. Cor- I don't like celebrate. I don't like anything Rock where and I celebrate roll, myself. Uh, snorting and coke, uh, doing a lot of absinthe, drinking Gatorade, whatever else, whatever you want to do. You went do. from like 1980s coke to like 1800s absinthe. I don't know. Like you're over. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be fucking all over the place this oh weekend. Just be- on that couch and watching TV shows, pretty much. You're going to be partying like Sherlock Holmes? Yes, solving crimes. I don't know. I don't know. Absence with, uh, what was it? Absence with weed in it? <laughs> yes. Nah. Oh, uh, man. But it's going to be exciting. We're going to do some fun shit. We have a couple events coming up. I think we might be going to, but I know we're going to be celebrating your birthday. So let's, let's get it popping with that, right? Always, man. All right. So let's, how we usually do, let's start with the question of the day i guess or the weekend <coughs> excuse me <coughs> all, all right throw yeah. it at me all right if you were offered 20 million dollars to get on a plane and there's 200 other pe- 200 people on the plane with you so there's 200 no, 199 plus you so 200 people on the plane including yourself in it and while it takes off 20 people are automatically ejected from the plane if you survive, you get $20 million. What do you get on the plane? Okay, so why are people... Adjust- so it's a, it's, a, it's a game. It's so, a, it's okay, so, pe- so basically the idea is that it's like Russian roulette. Yes. So basically if you survive, you get $20 million. Yes. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. If only 10 people are ejected? Only 10 people. I mean, 20, 20 people. doesn't matter. So basically, like I've told you before, this is my whole mindset. It's a good, it's, it's a lot of money, but it's, it, you always have to consider the, you can't just say that it's never going to happen to you. No, I'm not saying it's never. No, but, no, I know, but I'm saying you can't, like, the assumption is, is because the percentage is so low that it can't happen to you, but at the same time, it, it can happen to <laughs> it you. It could happen. So the question is, are you, you willing to take that chance? Are you, it's not willing. Are you basically ready to die? Because that's what you're essentially asking yourself. I'm ready to die in order to win this money. Are you? No. You wouldn't do it? No. I think I would. I, dead people can't spend money. But somebody Now, don't get me wrong. If my family needed it, then I would take the risk. But if it's just for me, like, and just getting a... a a nice car and a nice place to live, or like a fancy, rich, whatever place. I would not give a shit. <laughs> I just don't like. It's like, but if let's say my mom needed medical assistance, and you like, would do it. Yes. All right. Of all because it's worth it, me risking my life in order to get take care of them. But okay. it's not worth my life to just have fancy things. All right. I'm just. I don't know. For me, it is. It's just like. I would do it. Fuck it. I was like, I don't fuck it. Let's go. No, you wouldn't do it. I think I would. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. Why do you think I wouldn't? Because you have a child. I think I would. You wouldn't do it. I think I would. <laughs> Trust me. I think you I would. Do it. It's not something you think you can open. You're telling me without. I think I would. Okay. You say that. I think I would. I, I would consider it. I have less I, I, to I, I, lose and I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have children or like anyone else. You have a lot more to gain though. From All right. here You think Here's, about that, whatever. But it's like really after a certain amount of money, what is it really like? If I was to sit here and ask somebody to sit down and write down everything they would want. And actually, you know, you'd be surprised. I know a million dollars can go in a heartbeat. Yes. But if I really sat down and asked somebody everything, just give me everything you would want. And make it realistic. Make it for something that I swear you're going to use every single day. Okay. You really think $20 million is going to be worth it? Like, you really think that if I was to sit and ask you, make a list of something you're going to use every single day that's that, that you would purchase, and you think it's going to equate to $20 million? How long do I have to waste it? If like, about if, like, if I, no, because that could be like, yo, let me get a plane and I have to pay for the gas on the plane that I could burn $20 million quickly. On gas for a plane? Yeah, if I'm like, yo, I'm going to go to Vegas, I'm going to go to Chicago, I'm going to go to Japan, I'm going to go to Europe, that would eat up a lot. 
if it's if if it's you say realistically, I'm like, oh, I want a plane. Tries to have to pay the. I really don't. I even I don't foresee that you would spend twenty million dollars worth of gas. Even one, I think all the places you just mentioned would cost you. Because think about it, what would be the what would be the the use of having the plane and spending the gas on it? Because if you tell me, oh well, I'm gonna get a flight for all over the world, it's gonna cost you a million dollars. Like that seems like a lot. Yeah, but then spending money, you, I'm not gonna. Go okay, to I get that, but still, again, trust me, I would be able to spend it. It's see, but that's something you're. It's an effort. I, no, no, it, no, but it's something be, you I, have to sit there and try. Where you're buying things, I know I would, like, I, but I know I but would. But that's not really making you happy. That's not something you need or or require. So what's the point of having it if you don't really need it? Because I want it. There's 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 a de- need of desire. And desire is fleeting, though. Yeah, fuck it. But yeah, but again, you you're is, taking the, it way too serious on no, this. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's yes, just, you are. You want you take. It's it's a hypothetical that won't happen. No, but it's but it's it's a fun it. it's a fun thought experiment, right? That's the whole point of this. Like, it's just a fun way to kind of experiment with these thought processes. And I mean, like, I do. Like, I like. I don't know. I have to take it the way I I would ever take it. It's just would I do it? Why would I do it? Like, you know, I don't know. I couldn't take it like very, you know, like just whatever. I have to kind of say, okay, cool. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it like this. Or if I'm gonna do it, this is the reason. You know, like. So I don't know. I'm just like that. Just it's only a ten percent chance that you, you you won't survive. Out of the two hundred, it's only twenty. So it's only ten percent. So there's a ninety percent chance that you might you will survive. That you will win. But you know, if you told me if you if you gave me this scenario, if you told me that we would do that, but everybody in the plane um, can have a, a parachute, but obviously you don't know where you're gonna get thrown off. That's different. Statistically, that's a lot. That's. But even if you do get ejected, you have at least a percentage of survival even if you do get ejected. Yes. But that's not what you said. You said ejected, which means yeah. basically just like if somebody walks, if I was to give you the same scenario and say like somebody's just going to walk around the plane and just shoot 10 people, that's the way, that's the way you presented the question. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I wouldn't do it. I would do it. Okay. And I would spend the $20 million. Not recklessly, but I would, I would, I would realistically. Brewster's millions. <laughs> Brewster's millions. Yeah. That you know what the beauty of that movie was? That was thirty. Oh yeah, it was. He had to spend thirty million dollars to win three hundred million dollars. In a in a month. In a month. Yeah. And he hated it. Like at the end of the whole thing, he hated Wasn't it that he can't spend nothing on himself? No, no, no. The rules were he can spend everything he spent, he had to come up with zero at the end. He had to basically so he couldn't buy anything. He never bought anything. He rented everything. Yes. He rented everything. I, I think the the best one was that they were like, oh, he sent us a letter and the stamp was worth like yeah. $500,000. <laughs> he just used it. He goes, oh, you bought him. Like, I didn't buy it. I used it. So it's nothing, he couldn't buy something he could keep. That's what it was. I remember. He couldn't buy nothing. He could buy something. That's what I'm saying. He couldn't buy anything. He had to, to be keep. worthless. He had to be worthless at the end. Of yes, the but that's what I'm saying. He couldn't buy something he could keep. You know what the crazy thing is? Is like that alone. That was a great idea, right? I didn't just do that all the way. But the sad thing is, the worst thing about it is, it's a great idea, but it's actually the worst thing to ever, like, because think about it, you're you're taking away the beauty of these collectibles, right? So, like, you buy a comic book and you destroy it. Yeah. You buy a, a baseball card and you just, oh, no, there was a rule against that, too. He couldn't do that. That's right. What? He could not buy things to destroy them. He couldn't go out and buy Price's paintings and destroy it. So, he basically, he had to use it for a service. That's why he used a stamp. Because yeah. he didn't destroy the stamp, he used it yeah. as his intended purpose. Yes. But by doing that, he lost his value. Yes. So that was a well, that was a whole that trick. Was going on. Awesome. That was a cool. So thing. I don't know. Like I, I just I just can't do it. You even can. even even in the even in the hypothetical scenario of it, like it's and it's you know you never know how you react when that happens. But at the same time, it's like it's just you know it's funny. Uh, there's a. There's a scene in a movie called uh, Four Rooms. Yes. Um, where uh, Tarantino is actually the main guy in, in this one scenario where he convinces this uh, bell, bellhop to participate in this gambling debt, this, this bet that they have going on. And the way he convinced him was funny because the whole point of him convincing him was just because, again, he's convincing this guy to do something that's essentially illegal to a bunch of drunk dudes, <laughs> which was they, well, they had a bet for uh, like a classic almost million dollar car 
that this one guy can light his lighter uh, 10 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And if he could do that, then he wins this guy's car. If he can't do that, uh, he gets his pinky chopped off. <laughs> and But, man, it was such a brilliant scene in how he convinced him, the, the bellhop, to do it. Because he's like, I'm not going to do that. That's brutal. That's whatever. I'm not. You guys are drunk. Like, he's going through every excuse, which I yeah. would, too. It's like, no, that's illegal. It's drunk, whatever, right? So the way he convinced him was just so clever, so crisp, so, like, direct. How did he convince him? No, he gave Like, he basically, he's like, he told me, give me a minute. So, like, he preps himself. He gets a, a handful of ice and water and throws it in his face. He gets himself ready. And then... In one, so he timed himself off. If I, I'll show you the scene later. He clicked off a minute, like he literally convinced this guy in a minute to do this act. But he he basically tackled every con- concern the guy had in one minute, and it was a funny. It was just a funny like uh, sales pitch. We have, to, we have to see that after this after that episode. But that's what it feels like. It feels like yes, you asking me that question, I'm probably gonna say no. God forbid if I ever get somebody that good at selling me, he's probably gonna convince me in some kind of crazy way that it's worth. You know, <laughs> risking my life to do this Yeah So Oh man Alright so let's get into some topics what And you got from we, we're gonna run into some More uh, Warner Brothers uh, Debacle Or shit that they're doing now So Back in 2020 uh, DC did this With Warner Brothers No DC by himself Did this Virtual con Called I remember that DC Fandom yeah. Which they presented a lot of uh, shows that had coming up, movies, comic books, um, figures, toys, everything that would result around the DC universe, mm-hmm. and through the CW, the DCEU, and everything else. So, because they they knew at that time that nobody was going out and none of the cons were going, so it was really popular. So now, then to, they were like, "Oh, let's do a second one, 2021," they, and and they got a lot of. Uh, it was it was okay because a, a lot of the news that they they said were just repeated news that they're already planning for the future of what DCEU was planning with other movies like The Flash, Aquaman two, Wonder Woman eighty four when it was or eighty right eighty four eighty nine I didn't even know that fucking movie sucked, but everything else now Warner Brothers canceled it this year. So they canceled this fan service. The fandom. Fandom. Mm-hmm. They did because they uh, they said that they want to have a new fun focus on in-person events. <sighs> so, but I'm not, I understand. I understand. Here's my thing. I completely get that you want to have this in-person experience for the people that love DC uh, from the comic books, TV shows, figures, movies, and everything else to give them this experience all around. But... In the meantime, at least give them something because they already got shitted on at Com- uh, San Diego Comic Con because all they did was represent, uh, rehash everything they already said before on the previous kind of news that they released already that they've been releasing, and now with like Batgirl getting getting closed off, um, a Flash, Flash, well, Flash supposedly had a test screener which did amazing. Mm-hmm. Supposedly like, the best movie, best movie to have a the movie had the best test screening than Christopher Nolan's Batman. Since then, that's the best screening they've had for the DCEU so far. With all the, amidst all the drama he's bringing, Ezra Miller and everything else, I'm like, at least give us, give us something. Give us an event that you want to hype about. Even though you, I know you want in person, at least give them something. Not just cancel it and be like, we're not doing it this year. And then next year, you could have done something in person. You know what they could have done? They could have uh, connected with a gaming company, right? Let's say uh, PlayStation, right? They could have connected to PlayStation and came up with some kind of agreement where they kind of create a, some, a, basically almost like a video game, but it's basically a live event where, and they combine it with the VR glasses, goggles, whatever, right? So if you buy a ticket, you get like a, a pair of VR goggles, like exclusively VR goggles for this event. You know, either for free or super discounted. So that way, people use the game, the the, the controller and the, the the VR helmet to actually experience the event. And so they could have just doubled down the event to make it that much more interactive versus them just saying, no, nah, we're just going to go back to this. You know what? You, all right. To, 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 on top of that point, I don't think I would have done the VR glasses. 
because it's I don't know it just the the premise of not everybody has the ability or not, but I get I got. But that's what I'm saying. But if you use something that you know that somebody has the ability, like the PlayStation, already no, has um, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was gonna jump on that one. Okay, Fortnite. Okay, Fortnite did a Travis Scott concert. Yeah. So everybody logged in at a certain time, and from from ten a I think it was like from ten p.m. to eleven p.m. or whatever it is, like a two hour window. Every time you jumped into the game, the concert would go on. You would just jump in and watch a con. I think they did it for like an hour or so, but then you could do that. Have a game. You have a game. game. You create your yeah, game. Is a game. Yeah. Yeah. You create a game and like that a you yeah, like a simulation and you have a, a avatar and that avatar could go to different. You could have a different section like oh if you're into video games, you go to the video game section and then they'll talk. You see, you could tune into live speeches. You could do Q and A's. You could do anything else. The only thing that will eliminate that part part of it was I know the um, I think the fandom had a section where artists could sell their items. So selling it through PlayStation Network would would have been the only, I think, hurdle or obstacle they would run into. Because I think that if you were logged in on on the on. I'm don't mistake because I don't remember that well because I thought they I know one one company did it and I don't know if it was them, but I don't know if like if you logged on to the to the viewing of there's an artist presenting all their artwork, you could pay for it on that website and it'll go directly to like almost like a PayPal and it'll go to the artist and they could you could purchase that item and send it to you instead of having because then you would have to have PlayStation check it out, go through the PayPal, go to the artist. I guess it would be a longer chain. It wouldn't be streamlined if it would have been through like a PlayStation system. Unless that's the only obstacle I would see if they, if, cause I know they were trying to um, highlight a lot of the artists and I think they were selling, but for, in regards to panels and Q and A's and everything else, that would have been perfect. Yeah. You got to walk through, you got to walk through the event and watch all the Q, the do, And that's the best part. Cause you could do a live event and have that recording once it's done, replay itself at the beginning, so anybody could walk in at any time and be like, "Oh, it's it's forty minutes in. It's gonna be done in two hours." I'm like, "I'll come back in two hours." You know, what'd be fun is if you actually create lines for like specific uh, a queue line, yeah. Like you, you people walk it to like let's say they want to walk to they want to get into a specific uh, panel, and then you see like you have to basically click a button and you, it, it takes you to the back of the line. But you can walk past the line anytime and see all the other users okay. that are there. So it kind of creates the same anticipation. Like, why is all these people waiting for this event? Yeah, but at that time, they could do multiple multiple runs. Being like, you're at this queue, but the next queue that comes up is in 10 seconds. You're with a brand new group of people inside there. And they'll, you just you won't be able to do interactive because part of the first people that got in was mm-hmm. able to ask questions, Q&A, and everything after that would be mm-hmm. just a repeated, a recorded a recorded session of that first no i know but then what you would do is like i said every every let's say it's every 10 minutes right so if you know there's a panel coming up in 10 minutes you have to wait into a specific line then because this is all virtual you can create as many rooms so like even if it's the same panel let's say they have 100 different rooms so or whatever so that way you can still it basically is still creating a small line but it creates it gives you the same effect because that's the thing where we're creatures of habit. So if you, you're able to, to see the same kind of similar kind of things that you would see in an actual like con, mm-hmm. it kind of gives you the feeling you're there, which is, again, there are lines for those panels. There's, you know, the yeah. vendors, the like just kind of create that similar. Yeah. You just don't have to wait like three or four hours. In, in a yeah. No, it's nice. you don't have to wait three or four like hours. Ten minutes inside your house. You'll be like, all right. Fuck it, I'll just come and then what happens is what you could do is once you click, uh, let's say you want to wait for a panel that maybe starts seven minutes and there's like a, a bunch of people. Once you click wait in line, let's say you start playing a game. Yes. It takes you to playing a game while you're waiting in line <laughs> or something. You know what I'm saying? Like or or you leave a you leave a uh, um, a carbon copy, like almost like, you know, you. You press wait in line, all of a sudden you see a copy of yourself waiting in line where you could go walk around the, the rest of the venue. Yeah. Stupid like, things like that. That's what I'm saying. But it's yeah, stupid. little things. I understand. But now that they canceled it, and a lot of it was due to, I know they pushed back uh, Shazam, Aquaman. They pushed those movies back. And then even HBO passed on Batman, the uh, Cape Crusader animated series. So they're regressing. Why are they regressing? Like they're... It's almost like they're preparing for something, but the question is, what are they preparing for? 
Well, we talked about it last time. So a lot of the things they're doing is they want to have, they want to give, they want to pull back to to focus on a more cohesive, larger, bigger picture universe. Almost like how they said, like a Kevin Feige type of style of movies, that everything's pretty much interconnected and, and has a bigger story on the, on, on the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think they're delaying everything so they just could pull back to be like, all right, this is the last series of movies and this is more, give them more time of, if so they can, if they can, they want to stretch out what they have. They, I don't know if they're trying to stretch it out what they have and use this to catapult these two movies to catapult the next few series mm-hmm. or to be like, this is the end of everything. Okay. So I don't, that's what, the, so I don't know where they're trying to, cause they're like, we're going back and we're going to go back to the store, like back to the storyboards and, back to everything and go from ground zero and try to rebuild? Or are they going to use like Shazam and Aquaman and Black Adam to kind of be like, this is kind of where we're starting at from this point on and moving forward is where we're going to do. So it just seems weird. I know they even said that they regretted even doing the Snyderverse, which is funny. They commented it. I remember there's somebody like a producer. Do you think that they're trying to uh, possibly sell or something like I mean, because it just seems like they're trying their best to just like maybe. Have you ever thought about this? Maybe DC is actually purposely trying to make a bad, like make the whole team things bad. The what their decision? Well, they they're trying to. All right, so a lot of these things are based off like the Batgirl. They don't release it. They rather take it as a loss on their on their books, which sucks because it wasn't Batgirl going to be the time where um, Brendan Fraser can actually come back to like a movie. Yes. And it would be it. This is what would have kicked off like, um, uh, like a Young Justice League, because mm-hmm. then they were gonna try to have Batman. Well, um, what's his name? Um, Michael Keaton's Batman to be like the go-to guru or sensei or whatever to the the new group as an advisor. The new Bat Family. The new Bat. Well, Bat Family, but he was gonna take like Supergirl under his wing to create a younger. Younger Avengers, okay. not younger Avengers, younger Justice League, into that sense. I think that's what they were trying to. They were hinting that he was going to try to get into, but they were like, if we put it out and we take it as a loss, we can't put it on the books because we earned money from it. They earned something, even if they earned whatever, it would have been considered a loss. But it would have been better as a tax break if it's a complete loss if they just scrap it altogether. So it, either the movie was bad and they took the loss from trying to come out the with sales. it. sales. But if they just never come out with it. It'll be, a be, it'll be a better tax break. And they could use that as a tax break and also use it as a loss in their books. So if they plan to sell it, it looks better on their books to sell, to sell it. It's so funny. Have you it's ever, weird. It's, it's, no, well, it's, it I was watching me. an accountant talk about the finance and how, how, it would, how would it move around in the books. I don't know. I just love numbers and with that. Have you ever seen the movie The Producers? The musical The Producers? No. Um, the premise of the movie, the premise of the musical is that this one, this one accountant spoke to a producer and he realized, because the producer was horrible, all the movies he made were just trash. So like, he, was just, he was on the downfall. So no matter what, he was losing money because every time he did a movie, a show, everybody hated it, right? Mm. So he was talking to an accountant and they were doing this and then they realized... Oh, um, it looks like you made more money because in order to, sorry, in order to finance it, they have to find people to, to back it. Yes. So he f- he ended up getting more people to back, like more money from the backing than he actually spent on the show. Yes. So that means he still came up with a little bit of money from that, even though sur- the show he had a surplus, he had a surplus of money from the from the people that donated money to him. Yes. Versus. The money that, that, you know, the show basically did nothing. It was horrible. It trashed the first night. So the producer, go, the, the, the accountant goes, wow, this is interesting. Apparently, you could, t- you could probably make more money, you know, in the right circumstances. You could make more money from a flop than a, than a hit. And the guy was like, what? Well, yeah, because basically, you know, you can get all these people. Like, so basically, there's a, a certain percentage. Like, you tell somebody, it's going to cost you $7 million to produce this. Oh. But then for some reason, you're able to collect $10 million from it, right? But the problem is... If the show is a success, then you have to give all the money to a, more than 100% of the people. Because you have to give up more than 100% of the show because you, that's how much extra money you made. Yeah. But if the show is a flop, 
and there's no money to be made from it, then the law, then you'll never have to give back to the to, to the people that gave you the money, and keep all the extra. Yeah. So I it reminds me of that what you just said the whole thing where it's like it's a weird convoluted uh, backwards thing where it's like apparently you can make in this case you can make more money from never from making a movie to never show anyone versus a movie that just does badly. Yes. <laughs> Such a waste of money though if you think about it. Like, oh yeah. Money, time, effort. Like, and you know what the sad thing is, is like there's movies, even movies, I'll say 20 from 20 years ago. Yes. That we will like to this day, I remember the and I, I don't think he actually made the movie, but I think he did it for the audition. The Nicolas Cage Superman. Oh, the Tim Burton version. Yeah. Where you see the foot, the Blackwoods footage where he was dressed up as Superman. And yeah. It was all wired up and everything. It was just crazy. Like, uh, especially because I think he had long hair in that one, too. Mm hmm. So, but you'll never, like, if, let's say that was a movie that was made, but it was never released. Can you imagine? Be like, I don't care if it's bad. I just want to see it. Like, oh, yeah. There's going to be a point that it'll be like, you know, just fucking release it at this point. I'm waiting for it. Oh, how much, get to think how many movies are a vaulted that, that are even worth, like, there was one that I remember mm-hmm. talking about vaulted movies was uh, this movie called Mindhunters, where it's with LL Cool J in it. I remember that movie. The one that they send a group of. To an island, yeah. To an island that are, uh, they're all they're all serial analysts. Like they basically uh, analyze serial killers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they and then one becomes is a serial killer. That movie, and I was I know when I first read about it, I started doing research. I don't know why. I'm like I love the idea of like uh, a psychological investigator or a profiler, psychological yeah. profiler. I remember that movie. Yes, and it was shelved for six years before it was released. They made the movie, shelved it because I guess at the time they didn't have enough marketing funding to put it out so they were like fuck it let's just put it out on dvd or straight to i think it was straight to dvd if i'm not mistaken but i remember that i read i watched that movie i remember that movie that it got vaulted for six years before it even got released well think about this uh remember uh cabin in the woods yes and that was that was released because of thor yeah because his pop uh chris helmsworth that because i'm like i remember watching a movie after thor and i'm like chris helmsworth looks super young in this one Compared to the way he did, because he wasn't old in Thor, but still he looked younger in that one. And I, that's my, one of my favorite movies. And like the fact that that, would, that could have never been released, that would have been crazy. I know. Or I think the one that really has a legendary status for that was uh, the one with Tim Allen where he was like um, a, a marketing guy. And he went through this whole crazy situation in Miami, I think it was. And I think the movie was called... Uh, big in trouble or big trouble or something like that. Wait, and the reason it was shelved. Oh, big trouble! Yes, the reason it was shelved and it had a uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville and a bunch yeah. of. The reason it was shelved was uh, because it came out around nine. I believe around nine eleven, and the whole the one big thing about the movie was that the incompetence of the of the um, the airline staff, the the people that the and the, the TSA. But also, this guy got a bomb on a plane, and it blew up. And this ha- the, the movie literally was made, all this stuff, and it happened to come out. It was going to come out around that same time, and they were like, yeah. no. It would be so like, sensitive. That would be the worst. And I think, I forgot how long they shelled it for, but it was like, yeah. can you imagine being, like, being in that movie and making that movie, <laughs> and then that happens, you're like, obviously, you're concerned with what's going on and everything like that, but then the last minute, it's like, yeah, that movie's never seen the yeah. light of day. Like, because you don't want to be associated with it. You're like, I mean, I, I'm glad it finally came out of it after a long time, but still, at the time, you were probably like, I, I hope nobody ever sees this movie because yeah. it just seems like a slap in the face with everything that just happened. Yeah, true. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, going back a little bit to mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Helmsworth. Hemsworth, yeah. Hemsworth. And uh, getting into our next topic was yes. to, I think it's today. Marks the 13-year anniversary that Disney bought Marvel. Really? And how it changed the whole landscape. One of the biggest landscape on comic book movies in the world, globally. Well, of course, man. Because the first movie that they came out with was Avengers. Because prior to that, they already had Captain America, Iron Man... They already had uh, Thor, but that was before that was before Disney took over. That was before Disney took over. Marvel was already Marvel was already big because they were making Iron Man's and all. No, that stuff. Be, they were getting popular. They were making because they sold the rights to 
X-Men mm-hmm. and then they sold the rights to um to um Sony Spy- Spider-Man, Sony Spider-Man and everything else in regards to like Daredevil and everything else. So they were making money out of that end, but they were not producing any, any other own movies. So the first movie they produced, Marvel itself, Marvel Studios was Iron Man. Iron Man and then after that was I think Captain America, then Thor, and soon between that little middle ground um Disney comes up and picks them up because they they were like I see where I think they had a foresight of like where they could plan it to go and that's when they had uh had uh, already had Kevin Feige helm the whole studio to now 13 years later it's they got their return on investments tenfold you know what's so funny the only the only product the only um and maybe there's more I just don't look for it is I remember when that fine when that first happened the one thing I believe I felt like Disney because I mean Disney has a good way of just like you guys are doing well we just want to make money from it and that's it because they kind of Marvel didn't feel like it changed not re- I mean obviously there might be the PG thing whatever but for the most part it just seemed similar everything seemed the same afterwards yeah um, the only thing I remember I felt like it was definitely a Disney Marvel baby like a mixed baby was uh, Big Hero Six. Okay. It felt like a Disney movie, but obviously with a hard Marvel pre- presence. Yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And but I think it came out around that time, too. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, I, I always thought that. I'm like, I wonder if there's anything else. Um, In the works. Well, no, no. I, mean, I don't think they've ever, since now, at this point, 13 years. But um, Yeah, but we got great movies from that. No, no, of course. And look, we're, that's why I love now that... Um, what used to be considered the taboo when it comes to acting, yeah, is now the norm. Yeah, which is the whole the show thing. The show, like shows, having you know, shows. oh, She Hulk is out now. That's what I'm saying. Like it used to be like the like the again, it used to be kind of like the thing you don't do, like the oh, you doing shows now? Like no, now shows are huge, are, are pivotal to to storytelling now. Yeah, and I think, and I think we, and you know, it's funny talking about that, and and I think when we first started this podcast, we were talking about like um, TV shows going down from twenty four episodes to like about twelve. Now we're on an average of eight, but the writing has got so much better with it, and now everything is just a long form movie. Mm-hmm. If you, if people look at it like that, people are like, oh, it's a show. Other than Daredevil, which supposedly is going to get eighteen episodes, the first season out. For, really? Yeah, for Disney Plus. See, but then that that kind of makes me feel weird because now it's almost like if you come up with eighteen episodes, that means you're just a show. Like it feels like you're just a show. Yeah, if you come up with eight or less, you're a movie. You're you're long, you're, long a mo- form you're yeah a long format movie with the potential of actually getting a live a real live action movie. Yeah, like or, a real or be presented in a, in a live action movie. Correct. But he's already been presented. Charlie Cox in no no his own, his own Spider Man no no in Spider Man oh that's true because he's, now he's in the MCU. Do you think the reason they're going to give him all those episodes is if they're just going to use his popularity in his show to actually introduce all the other characters instead of giving them their own shows like they did before? Yeah, I think I think this long form that eighteen episodes. I think they're going to bring back Jessica Jones. Supposedly they're going to bring back Luke Cage, but a different casted Luke Cage. Okay, they're going to bring back. Um, their own Iron Fist, or their own gonna... their own Iron Fist. They're gonna have a newly casted Iron Fist. So they're gonna bring back all of them, and I think he he's gonna lead off into Heroes for Hire. Okay, so they they're not gonna get. You don't think they're gonna get their own shows? You just think that it's all gonna, it's branch, gonna be branch off, branch off, their... off of him, mm-hmm. and then I don't. I, I can't. I'm not confirming it, but I want to see that they'll bring it back. But eighteen episodes, I think, is just because. A lot of people are going to come with this criticism of what everything happened before, and to see is like, are you going to keep a lot of the themes right? A lot now that they have rated R onto the Disney Plus, I think they're going to stay close to how the Netflix series was because they that was top notch, like comic book gold. Well, I mean, you think about it, that's like the one thing that was outside of Marvel. That was created to the point where now it's like Marvel. Marvel is a, wants it for itself. Yeah, in a sense, right? Because obviously, look, you already have. Obviously, you have uh, uh, Daredevil. You have uh, Kingpin. Yeah, like they're keeping all these people, and you know, I'm, I can't wait till I can see them in an actual movie versus the show. Because I hope they don't just have it where they just the cameos are only coming from 
the um from the the cameos that coming from the movies to the show versus not having the other way around. Having shows going into movies. That would that would be the ultimate for me. I could see that. I, I could, hope I, it's I, I, they have I I I have trust that they're, they're Has that happened yet though? What? Has there been one TV sh- well no no I just I just I just kind of well I don't consider it yet because he just okay a TV so, show that went into a movie yes but I don't know if I want to count it's it it's Marvel what do you mean the show no no no, no. Uh, TV show that went into a movie that it's Marvel TV show characters that cameoed in movies there's only been I, the only one I could think of I don't really count it just because that was the first time he's been in Marvel altogether which was Daredevil because he cameoed in. So a TV show uh, character character that started as a TV show that went into a movie that cameoed in movies because we have enough movie characters from Marvel cameo in the shows. Yes. But do we have the other way around? I don't think we have any as of yet. I only count Daredevil, but I don't really count Daredevil only because that was his first introduction to Marvel together. Yes. But then again, you have Miss Marvel. Which is going to be in the Marvels, which is one of the main characters. So she's going to be an actual. She's already going to be in the movie. Yeah, because it's, it's going to be Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and right. I think um, I don't know how they're going to, uh, Michelle Rambeau is going okay. to be in it. I don't know if they're going to call it some type of Marvel. It's called the Marvels. Okay. So she's going to be leading into that as a as one of the main character protagonists in that movie. But the difficult thing is that were they all TV show characters then? Yeah. Well. Uh, Rambo is a TV show character. No, she's in the movie. Michelle Rambo. Oh, you want? Oh, the mother. Yes, I think the mother or the daughter. I think, right, no, but the no, daughter was in the show. She was in the show. Wanda. Yes. Yeah. And she's gonna be in Miss Marvel. Uh huh. So that's one. Okay. And then you have the Marvels, but the thing you have to think about is like they were so heavily anchored from the movies mm-hmm. that the shows that were coming out at the time, like. We'll never talk about it, the Inhumans, but Agent Carter was one of them, but that was derived from the movie. You have uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which derived from the movie. So there was a lot of movies. So if I would understand if their basis came from TV shows and carried over to the movies. Perfectly, perfect example. That would have been it. But we have it in reverse. Is a lot of the movies had to feed into the shows so it could get more people to attract it to, let's see, show-based well, more show based, I guess. I really kind of answered my own question, though. Honestly, if you really think about it, just because who's going to be the main villain in Ant Man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> King. <laughs> so I kind of answered my own question with that. But yes. yeah, it, it was just something I was interested in thinking about. Like, have we seen that? But no, but they're already setting up to have to see that going yeah. forward. Yeah. So they, ha- they, they already have a plan how they're going to intertwine what characters are going to show up in a show. Which is going to further lead down into a movie and then back around. But let's see. But thank you for 13 years of because the last 13 years are amazing with uh, where where Marvel is at, where the MCU is at and everything and the comic books itself. But let's see where it goes. I'm waiting for it. I'm ready. All right. La- one of the last few topics. And this is going to lead into the next one after it. But let me just preface it beforehand and see. Your thoughts. So I don't know if, if you noticed it, but there's been a lot of. I guess in the, I want to say in the past 10 years, give or take the last 10 years, there's been a lot of movies that are uh, autobi- autobiographical movies or like dramatic tellings of the rise or the rise and fall of artists, musical acts. Like yeah. we had Elvis, we had Ray for Ray Charles, we had Walking um, Down the Line with uh, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, what was another? We have another one we will be talking about was the Weird Al Ankovich. Uh-huh. Movie coming out So now the announcer Coming out with another one Which is uh, And I want to see If you could guess The name of the movie Is called Girl You Know It's True Can you name the artist Girl you know it's true Calling me bad Ooh 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 I want you Millie Vanilli <laughs> oh, that have not been one of those. You know what it was? I think it was one of those VHS, VH1's true Hollywood stories. Where they, I know there was an episode. I remember it. I could phys- physically re- remember watching a, a version of that. And now they're going to do a dramatic movie uh, of them. See, but the funny thing is, is like usually the, movie, the, the people that have done that were successful. 
Like this one was successful and then just boop. Yeah, because they they, caught they got them caught yeah. lip syncing, which yeah. now is like normal. Not really. I mean, no, but they cut, some like, I don't think I don't think they. I think the whole premise was that they never could sing in the first place. Oh no, that only that too. But no, because they, they, they okay. So there was. Oh yes, a, yes, it was. Yes, you're right. Yeah, because they got credited. There was other people singing. They just got credited for the, just the visuals of it. Yeah, they were never singing. No. Because I mean, there was people that got a lot of backlash for lip syncing. Yes, I remember. But now. that they were lip syncing their actual music. Like, uh, what was it? Ashley? I think it was Ashley Simpson. Yeah, she did that at well, someone, the, some, SNL. Yeah, that girl got in trouble because she was lip syncing, but she was doing her own music, and there was a reason for her doing it in the first place. But these guys were doing it to music that wasn't them at all. Like they were just faking like they can sing, they couldn't sing. Oh yes. So that's why I find I, it bizarre they would do that. I was reading, that. I was like, yeah. And I'm like, I remember that song. And I remember the Olympic, but I, I completely forgot that, yes, they did, were crediting other people. They, they Other people were singing, they were just look, slip syncing over Yeah, them. they were just, um, uh, th- and that, that kind of shows you a lot about the music industry in, in a sense, because it's like, that sucks. So, like, think about it. Does it matter? Like, at the end of the day, why does that matter so much? Like, if you're trying to enjoy a song, and literally, that's what it is. You're trying to enjoy the vocals, the, the singing, the the talent, but not. But but why, we're so focused on the visualization of what they look like. Like, yeah, you know, why do why is that such an important factor? Why should why should it ever be? We should literally just if we're gonna love their music, it's honestly like I, it, I think of it as if you think of it right. It, I I would say it would come like if you think of food. Some people do. The visual eaters. So if the look, if it doesn't look good, they won't try it, even though not knowing how good it is. I know, but okay, ride, so with, ride with me on this one. Ride with me. No, no, no I got you. So yeah, so I, I feel like a lot of people like if if they were just average Joes at the time, because a lot of it, a lot of thing was sex sales. Sex always sells, but on the music industry, like you need to have an it factor or something visually to to attract people. Enough to you get their visual um, attention, then they will listen to you, right? So I like now anybody could pop off if they have a good song and they're a good singer and doesn't matter what you look like because now everything's is a crowd funded. So if if the if the audience loves you, doesn't fucking matter what the production company, what the music industry thinks, because you could get fund, you could get funding from those people directly. I know, but at the same time, people are just as People can be just as fickle. Like the one person I've always liked, and I wish more artists came out like this was uh, Sia. Even though you know what Sia looks like, she, she, never, always, she never showed her face. In her well, she basically tried to do this thing where she wouldn't show her face, and she would either or have somebody else perform. be her, it perform or do something in her place. And I liked. I mean, can, can you imagine if uh, visual uh, vocal artists start coming out like DJs? Yeah, where they start coming out in masks and like trying to, and that's the sad thing is that like in our generation right now, in our time right now, how long can a person do that? How long can a person get away with never showing their face and being popular? Uh, a while, depending on the popularity. The I guess the bigger they are, the the more eyes and more paparazzi are going to try to look at them. But. Yeah, so I don't know, but with this is like I want to see it though. I really want to see. It. I'm like, oh. but then here's my question: Is like we have Melvin and Nelly. What's an artist that you would want to see? Like I want to see their story because they were already because they came up with like even rap artists like Tupac. They did Biggie a little bit, but they were like, I I, I heard I I um I know they came out and I and I think I was about to watch it, but people were like it's very it's um not as accurate as people thought. Which one? Uh, the Biggie. Biggie. Okay. Uh, I know. I saw the straight out of Compton, and there was a lot of questionable moments. I'm like, oh, they they missed moments like this because they fo- they hyper focused on certain areas and completely missed other things that they probably wouldn't be in the best light if presented that way. And then now we have Millie Vanilli. But what's an artist that you would want to see? I don't know. The only one I would have said I want to see, we kind of saw, and I was, it was good. It was okay, but I kind of wished I saw more. Like. Just a different version, which was um, Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and that Queen. one was that, line, and that one was the timeline was off. Well, not only that, but it was yeah. also very, um, like, because the problem was because that's what that's why Shy, uh, uh, Sasha Corn Baron left um, 
the project originally because he wanted to be accurate. He wanted to try to show more of the, the things that he got into. Yeah. Like, even if it's bad or whatever. He wanted to just show his life. Everything. But his, because the band, I think, was a co- was a main producers of the, the yeah. movie, they didn't want to show that. They wanted to keep everything positive. Think about it. Like, this guy lived a crazy life, and, and he had... He got this disease and it like that felt like more like a footnote. Yeah. Like was it just a, a Yeah, like one little crazy party and they didn't really show any stories. Like I heard the I never seen it, but I heard the dirt is more crazy as far as partying. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> so but that's the thing, like Oh Motley Crew, yeah. But that's like yeah, I would have loved to see more like cause that's the thing is like just show people. Regardless of how ugly it is, show, show it. Show Yeah, because at the end of the day it's not gonna I don't feel like it's gonna hinder them. Is is gonna if do, if done correctly, if if not done in like in a shitty way, but done correctly to be like, yes, there were bad moments, and yes, there was shit that we've done that probably we make some regret. human, yeah, make some human and make some under like you get to empathize or sympathize with them. You'd be like, I I feel bad that you had to go through it, and like you're still a great artist or whatever. You still have the fans you're gonna have, and then. I think they'll appreciate you more because you're being honest with your story and your history and everything you went through. And like how you said, it makes more human. But if I had to pick an artist, I would go with. Oh, I got one, but continue. No, no, wait, go. I was, I was shuffling real quick between, between artists. I know that sounds weird. And only because it's not necessarily that like he's my favorite artist. It's just that he's, I feel like he's lived an interesting life. Either, maybe too. Either Justin Bieber, okay. not Justin Bieber, sorry, Justin Timberlake. Okay. Because, I mean, what, he started Disney chan- the Disney um, Channel, and then yeah. went to the boy band. Exactly, and, and then, then came into acting and his music. Like, so I feel like he, there's a long story there. Yes. And then, or Childish Gambino. Mm. That, that was on my list. <laughs> that was, so, But I would, I would want it to be Childish Gambino, written by Childish Gambino, directed by Danny Glover. Oh, <laughs> if people understand the levels of yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I want I want what is it mystery theater mystery uh, mystery men? Oh, this, okay. uh, he had a, the oh uh, was it um, he had that YouTube channel? Oh yeah, yeah I remember that. Uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, you got me. Oh, I hate that. It's uh, something mystery. I want to call it mystery. No, something. no, no. That was a movie he made. Yeah, but it, they changed, no, the the name, they changed the, cha- the name of the channel to that. No, they didn't. No, I don't think so. I know what you're trying to say, but I don't remember them changing the channel to that. But I remember uh, yeah, he it, had it was a Derek Comedy. Derek Comedy, yes. And that's what he had. A, what's her name? She she was in the office. Yeah, yeah. The one who played uh, uh, um, Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. She uh, yeah, was on uh, it. Yeah, it was funny. It, had a, it was funny. Like, it was just so bizarre and weird. But I it just made me laugh every time I saw it. Um, yeah. So, no. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting one to do it with. Um I don't know, I'm blanking on anybody else. What are you, what are you thinking? I th- I'm thinking, and I want to go older, and and um, it would be Run DMC. Okay. But I want it to be where, because I think they were the first rap group that did a rap rock record with Aerosmith. Didn't they also do one with uh, Beastie Boys? But Beastie Boys are rap. That's true. Even that Beastie Boys had how the come up of of a white all white rap group in the midst of like hardcore yeah the the early days of hip hop and the struggles of what they had to do which I think that, I think people resonate with that but I feel like the Run DMC I just like the story of like how they all and then how each of them went their own ways and and how like Rev did became the Run became like a Reverend. A little bit like just, I guess to the end credit, just say where they were at and well, you DJ know what? passing away and everything else. I don't know if I want to see a biopic, but I would definitely want to know what happened to because uh, okay, so you know, obviously every rap artist, whatever, always represented in a sense their borough, right, their street, whatever, like you know, right. But there's one group I always thought was interesting just because I felt like they they represented a completely different culture, and they I liked them a lot when they were out. House of Pain. Ooh, whatever happened to House of Pain? Like these guys were hardcore. Ever, I think they were hardcore ha, Irish. Yeah, he went. He did that, and then I think Everlast went to try to battle, like, or talk shit about Eminem, and Eminem just fucking killed him in a rap song, and he just, just destroyed his career. Was it even overlap? I didn't think there was overlap between them. No, but I think it was later down the years. Mm. 
And I guess it, it just it became this stupid beef. But I think Eminem killed him in a rap song, which uh, like supposedly ended their career. And I think he does rock now. Oh, I just always the main, wanted the main the main artist. That's another one too. You know who I want? Yeah, I think he just, I think we thought of the same thing when nope. it popped up. Go ahead, say it. Kenny G. Really? I just want a, a very fucking boring movie. <laughs> Yancey. <laughs> that's all I can think about. Kenny. It's the only person I hear. Like you know, every other person you know, you think about the artist first, but like when I hear. Kenny oh, G, you know what's another one? I just think about the music. Right about uh, the craziness and lifestyle, Boy George. Okay. That would be a fucking dope one. All three want to say, you know, when because uh, when we were talking about this, like we were talking about what happened to them, and don't get me wrong, House of Pain, uh, uh, House of Pain was I loved it back in the day. Yeah. But I don't think they had that same kind, of, like the not that staying power, that like you know longevity. Cypress Hill. Not even Cypress Hill, because Cypress Hill just kind of gradually just kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. But the one that felt like disappeared out of nowhere, and they were, I think, at one point they were bigger than even Cypress Hill. Uh, Limp Biscuit. Oh, okay, no. No? No. Really? Fred Durst, no. You don't want to know what happened to Fred Durst in his red hat? No. When <laughs> <laughs> so I heard, I heard it's still coming out with albums, and, and but in overseas. Yeah, pro, probably overseas. They're probably still big over there. But, yeah. Well, let's get into the next topic, which we're talking about movies and, and music, audio bi- audiobiographical movies from them. We got the trailer with De- uh, Daniel Radcliffe, right? Yep. Right? Resident name Daniel Radcliffe? Yes, man. Yes. Weird <laughs> Al Yankovic called Weird. Weird Al. So before we get into did you know this? I thought this was so interesting. How Daniel Radcliffe got this, got offered this role? No. I don't know. He was actually uh, a Weird Al Yankovic's first choice. Oh, was he? Yeah. So it's... <laughs> But I love I'm I, I haven't even watched this movie and I love this movie already. The reason I love it is because you, this is a biopic, right? About this man's life. But you're instead of just doing it like a normal biopic where you're just like, this is what happened, this is whatever, like, you know, dramatic, whatever. No. He does it like he's done everything in his career. It's a freaking parody. Yes. And I think that's genius. I mean, first of all, you get somebody who is half your size and ripped. When you're taller and, and like lanky and skinny, I think that's hilarious in the first place. And like the trailer, oh my, get into the trailer. I mean, like the, oh. the, the fact that they showed him like he's a kid and he's going like, to poker parties. We, we, we arrested your son. He was at a poker party. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yo. And all the kids are like jumping. Yo, up like, and he's like, eh, 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 eh. Oh, my, oh my I God. saw that. I was like, yo, this is fucking the greatest. Like, and I love that he, he, that Weird Al is just taking this and showing you, you know, parts of his life and things that grew up. But then at the same time, I'm like, how much of a parody is it? Because I'm like, I don't remember any scandals with him and, and uh, Madonna. Madonna. I'm like, <laughs> I don't fucking remember that. Like, yo, he goes, well, one of his biggest songs was like a virgin. Yeah. But like a surgeon. So it's like, you know, it, like, honestly, it's one of those things where he said he does that. And in my head, I'm like. Did that really happen? Yeah, like <laughs> yo, the whole time I'm like, is he joking? Is like, he is fucking it, with us this whole time? Like, I mean, I know she was out there and doing stuff, but I'm like, really? Oh my god, I love it though because he can basically do whatever. Yeah, he can just say this stuff. You just and gonna like, sit there and be like, like, wait I'm, a minute, I'm gonna accept it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna fucking. It. I'm just like, did this yeah, really happen? It, it would be awesome if they come out with an original track in the movie, mm-hmm. like by an artist, and he makes a parody of the song that's of his movie. That's, that's some like that would so be like, like a triple layer shit right there. Like at the so basically it's the end of the, the movie and you have the original. So somebody yeah, sings like a new song and it's actually a new song of like a new artist. Oh my god, using that track, using one. Yo, all right, I'm gonna say now if he does mm. a fucking parody song to a Bad Bunny song, I'm gonna fucking 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 really? blast it. Yo, I want to see that. I don't know if you do Bad Bunny. Though. I think you could do Bad Bunny. I was gonna say Cardi B. No, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is the biggest artist right now. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's a big artist or not. No, I'm no. But as far as a, mo- a song that can be parodied like that, I felt like it'd be bad. It would be either. Cardi B. No, it would be Drake. If it was do like a hip hop parody, it would be one of Drake's songs because he's like sad hip hop. Some of his songs, and I think he could pull that off. Well, okay. One thing to keep in mind though is that, um, that I've seen Weird Al. Weird Al looks for the iconic hook. Yes, the songs with the most iconic hook. Because think about it, uh, he did Coolio, 
which had the most iconic hook, and then he did a parody of it, right? Yes. Then Madonna's iconic hook, like, you know, and then, so the question is, what song now, right now, in the last, let's say, give it five years, has, it has that iconic hook? Ooh. That's what you gotta look for. You can't really just look at randomly, you have to look up no, for an yeah. iconic hook. Well, Bad Bunny has a bunch of hooks. Let's say, okay, well, give me one hook that's iconic with the Bad Bunny. I can't speak Spanish that well right now. See, but there you go. But that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't think he does that because but he, I don't know if he's ever sp- parodied Spanish. But that would, be, that would be the new hook. That would but be. But then the thing is, would it cross over? Like, yes, he's, it not gonna will. Do, he's not going to cross over it in Spanish. He's going to cross over it in English. Now, the question is if he tries to even remotely try like a fake Spanish thing, that could be taken really badly if he does it incorrectly. But here's the thing: it's a parody, it's a joke, and no, I think I get, that. I know that, but that's what I'm saying. I understand there's gonna be people get offended by it, but I'm like, yo, fuck it, yo, you and your broken Spanish, just like Will Ferrell in his fucking movie, could fucking do it. See, but that was the thing is that wasn't even a. <laughs> I love you know what's so what why that movie was brilliant. Just going back to that thing, is because he didn't go and get a bunch of American actors to do the Spanish. No. He got every single acclaimed Spanish actor to be in it, to be in it. And he's, he's the only <laughs> American actor. But then he, and he still he still killed the land. It's just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that that was well done. You know, what I'm, saying? Yeah, that, I give, I'm gonna I'm giving I'm telling you right now, I'm giving weird out all the credit that I think you will fucking put it. OK, but it is, I want him to do it, but I want him. I would love to, him to do it. With Bad Bunny, yeah, no, that's that like too. It. Like, because once a, you get that, like, yo, if you get that, a Weird Al Bad Bunny, Weird Al Bad Bunny movie featuring Bad Bunny, fucking the internet is gonna parody to yeah. Bad Bunny. No, a parody, is, out of a all par- the artists, the Bad Bunny would be the one to be like, yo, I want you to, use I want it. you, to, and I want to be I in want it. You to, yeah, yeah, he would and, be. <laughs> yes, oh my god, he could do it. Like, he had the song with Drake. Bad Bunny had a song with Drake, and he could do something like that, similar. It's a Bad Bunny song that he'll still have the hook and everything else in English for the Weird Al part, but then have Bad Bunny sing his part in Spanish. We're, I'm putting that into the universe right now. You know, really, you know what's really funny? What I like about this so far is that, okay, what network is coming on? What streaming service? I think it's Peacock, right? Yeah, Peacock, if I'm not mistaken. So you got to give this man credit because one, when's the last time you even heard Weird Al, right? In a sense, mentioned at all, right? In the verse. I mean, I know he's a he's a, he's iconic. He's a legend. Yes, but he haven't heard him. He haven't heard about like him. In anything new? I exactly. Know. Not just anything new, but just anything being used, whatever. Right. So not only is he drumming up, he's almost like he took everything that was kind of losing fire or lost fire and decided I'm going to take everything and just blow it up in one shot. Yeah. You think about it, Peacock. You don't really hear about Peacock as much, right? Because everybody's talking about Paramount, if anything, whatever. Right. You know anything else? Okay. So he takes a network. That basically doesn't have as much spotlight on it. Then he takes uh, Danny Radcliffe, who hasn't done anything in a while, as far as big. I mean, he did that one movie, but even then, Swiss Army Knife. Well, no, that was a long time ago. Oh, was that movie he made? No, the one he did with uh, Sandra Bullock. Oh yes, which I thought was great and I thought was funny, but I don't think he gets as enough credit with anybody else in the movie because you know he's the bad guy. But so I, I, you know, he's kind of he's not as 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 hot in a sense, right? And then he takes obviously himself, Pika, all these different elements, but because it all comes together, when this is over, Peacock's gonna have uh, like basically a bunch of people tuning into it. I think they're gonna and have Radcliffe's gonna be loved. They're gonna have UHF, UHF. What do you mean UHF? What do you mean the movie? The movie. <laughs> I get, and they'll have that movie. But this is like, right he, before the release. And is gonna blow up. I feel like a lot more. So he's gonna gain a lot more popularity, and then you're gonna see people. Just having his songs out, and listening, more. listening to him, like that whole Kate Bush thing with yeah. or anything. You're gonna just be hearing people. TikTok just- is gonna go go fucking crazy with Weird Al music. That's what I'm saying. People are like, like, yo, I just found out this new artist called Weird Al. <laughs> Bro, you should you should jump on this shit <laughs> and doing dances to his fucking <laughs> like a surgeon. Oh man, you know I'm fat, yo, for real. You know, really, you know what I want. You know who I want in that movie though? Who I who I think deserves to be in that movie? Uh, lonely, uh, lonely Island. Oh, and Andy Samberg. Yes, his group. Yeah, yeah, because I think they they were I, I think they they took that that idea of the great parody songs, but they and, they're and more they, parody the pop culture versus parody of a song specifically. Yeah, they, they they took the idea of what what was going on, like the bad the, they did the like the boy band almost features. Yeah, and they played off of that. Yeah, they parodied like pop the stars, like movie yeah. pop stars. So they made made a parody of the. 
genre than a specific singular movie. Yes. And I would love to if they. I think they took. I think they took what Weird Al started and started a new level to it. Yeah, added added new nuances to it. So (laughs) okay, okay. All right, so we're going to the last movie, a new trailer that just released today, which was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and the idea of the the premise of this movie, and it was shot over a weekend, over in seven days or something. It was shot in seven days. I think it was like shot like in a weekend or like. Not a week and like a week or two. I'm trying. I remember that when they told me when I read like the film time was like two weeks or something. Super small, but it fucking looks amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, and I like the fact that it it revolves around that uh, Christopher Robin comes. So it, sh- it starts showing that Christopher Robin comes back to his hometown or his house to sh- share show his girlfriend Winnie the Pooh and everybody else. He's like, oh, you have to meet Pooh Tigger. Eeyore, like the gang is here and they're walking through the woods and it's all decrepit and all like torn down. And all you see is like skull and they see Eeyore RIP. And she's like, yo, we need to leave here. He's like, no, 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 no. I need to stay and find out what happened. And then cut the scene. You see fucking Winnie the Pooh and, and, uh, and uh, Piglet coming through like grown ass fucking linebackers. And then you see, you cut to another scene, there's a group of girls. So I don't know if there's a timeline in between of what's both happening or they're happening at the same time. I feel like the way that they cut the trailer, the first people to go were Christopher Robin. Yes. And then once they got through Christopher Robin, they went through, they started going to, they were going to branching out. Yeah. But it was vicious. Some of the, some of the, just small scenes of him swinging a sledgehammer to the girl, you're like, yo, they're not fucking around. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like, because they didn't, obviously they didn't go with makeup because these guys are just wearing, just, the masks don't make any facial expressions or anything like that. They, or they don't talk. They're literally just like masks. So they just look like two big, brawlic, you know, psychopaths with masks on. Yeah. So they're going more for the story and the gore. Yes. And the shock value of it. So they're going to be some, I guarantee there's going to be some crazy oh, scenes. Some, some great kill scenes. Yeah, so it's oh not. It, it's a you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's a genuine good B movie. It's a Toxic Avenger. Oh man, and they're making a remake of Toxic Avenger, which I want to see what they do with that because Toxic Avenger was hard to watch as a kid. Oh, I, I watched it again. Did I tell you? You watched it again? Yeah, I watched. Tell it. me, tell me how much of it would have been canceled right now? <laughs> oh, it would have been fucking canceled within the first ten minutes. Oh my gosh! Yo, it was it was fucking amazing, and I watched it. I think. Like six, six, seven months ago, I think I rewatched yeah, yeah. it, and I think I watched part one and two. I didn't get to three where he goes to Japan and does the sumo thing. Oh my god, I remember that one. But you know what other movie I just recently watched and and and, and I was like, what the fuck mm. was um just one of the guys where the girl whether whether girl I know we mentioned I mentioned to me off, off. No, no, we were talking. One of the guys was the one where the she's a writer, so she thought that she was gonna yeah get better. the guy that plays um Johnny Lawrence is in it. Johnny, the guy that plays Johnny Lawrence, uh, what's his name? From Cobra Kai. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's a boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a he's a bully, in the school. He wasn't the boyfriend. He it was, wasn't the main girl's boyfriend. Oh no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. He was a bully in the school. Yes, but I'm like watching it. And I'm like, oh, it's PG thirteen. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I'm like, wait, they show tits, they they like misogyny and like like a lot of like SA stuff. They're coming around like just. I was like, wow, we really progressed from a PG-13 from back back in the 80s till now. What was it? Do you remember the scene where the brother tried to talk, like, explain to his sister how to, like, like, handle his junk? Like, it was just so much weird talking points. And now I'm like, oh, this is definitely not going to, like, make it. And then what was it? My favorite thing in those movies was this whole idea of that. If a girl's interested in one guy, it's you know you can easily just slip in and be like, well, you know, you can't get that guy, but you know, I'm yeah. here. Like, really? No, like <laughs> it's not. I feel like it's just they just make this thing so weirdly easy. I don't know, um, but no. It, the, my favorite was, and you have to watch that one is Porky's. Oh man, that yeah. is not even the open credits thing. That pass, is I think. horrible. Yeah, it, it would it wouldn't pass by Teddy standards. I, I have it on DVD. You have that on DVD? A, a special edition. Still packaged. I Oh, no. I know. I have Animal House. I'm sorry. Animal House. I really do have to figure out what I'm going to do because, I, like I told you, I want to create a hard drive of my all these movies because I feel like eventually they're going to either be deleted or it's going to be hard to find or whatever. So I feel like I'm going to start possibly uh, just going back to collecting Blu-rays. And then hard driving them. 
Yeah, because look, I, re- I I got that one so far, which I could not find that anywhere. That's uh, Revenge of the Nerds, the first one. Oh, wow. I could not find that to purchase online anywhere. Not YouTube, not Amazon, <laughs> nothing. I could not find that to stream anywhere. And I'm like, that's crazy. This, you should be able to stream any movie. Could not find that to save my life. So I ended up buying the Blu-ray. Let's fucking hell yeah. We have to watch it one night. Oh, yeah. My niece wanted to watch it, so I'm like... <laughs> I have to sit down and like, preface is like, do not take this. Take this with a grain of salt. And at the time, this was fucking made. No, she knows. Because I, like, I remember to this day, we... we uh, me and me and her me and me and her mother, which is my sister, are like huge fans of Crybaby, the Johnny Depp movie. Yes. Okay. And there were scenes in there like, yeah, this would like she's telling us this would not fly, <laughs> where because obviously you have Ricky Lake, uh, who is the we have Ricky Lake, who is the uh, the uh, pregnant teen mom, whatever, yeah. with like already has two kid, like two ten year old kids or something like that. So <laughs> I'm like, so you're just like, yeah, this is messed up. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> all right. But yeah, so talking, going back, wrapping around, mm-hmm. fucking, yeah, 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 yeah. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, fucking watch it. Look out for the trailer; it's out on YouTube. And just like that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episode from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at From My Mom's Garage, or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, tell a friend. Send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.